Hello and welcome to The Berrycast, the five-minute daily podcast from me, Adam Berry, also known as The Gym Starter, focusing on fitness, fat loss and fun. So today I uh, put up a post on Instagram about thoughts and what we can do about our thoughts, why our thoughts are important and all those kinds of things. So I was just going to take you through it here on The Berrycast. Thoughts. It's very, 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 very easy for us to think that our thoughts are the be-all and end-all of the way our lives are planning or panning out. Now, we have... I'm going to break this down a little bit. So, one of my big philosophies is... So we have 38,000 thoughts a day, something like that. Apparently we have like between 35 and 48 thoughts a minute. And that calculates to a really high figure. And I'm always amazed by the amount of people who are unaware, firstly, of the amount of thoughts you have every day. And secondly, of linking that to the idea of being able to train your thoughts. We often think that our thoughts are a genetic disposition, a subconscious thing that just occur. We have no control over them. We can't change them. We can't train them. It's part of who we are. And this just isn't true. If you did anything 38 to 45 times a minute, or 35 to 48 times a minute, you would expect to be damn good at it, right? You'd expect to have been trained in how to execute something like that. Let's take, for example, like I suppose the best thing I can compute it to is typing. Touch typers generally, I think, go a bit quicker than 38 to 45 words a minute. But if we take that as an example, you can't just sit down at your keyboard if you've never typed before and expect to hammer out 35 to 48 So they try and type at about 60 or 70 words per minute, I think is a really good touch typing uh, number. And you can't just sit down at a keyboard and type away. You can't just sit down and expect to produce results like that without training your fingers, your brain, and everything that goes into it to be able to do it. So why do we just expect to be able to control our thoughts? Why do we just expect to somehow be able to know what to do with our thoughts when our thoughts become a little unruly? And the only way, the best way to train your thoughts in the same way you train your body is through meditation. Um, Now, I'm a believer in meditation, although I'm not necessarily a practicer of meditation. I do try and do my bits. I use the Calm app and I do it quite infrequently. But I'm aware of how much better I feel when I do do these things. And I'm very aware that it's a very important aspect of my life and it's something I am trying to improve. I do meditate whenever I go to sleep though. I I listen to sleep stories and they are incredible. The other thing I'd like to say about your thoughts is they aren't your reality. 
This is a philosophy I get from Richard Nichols, who's, um, who's been on, on my other podcast, The Fit Stock Pod. And he has his own podcast called 15 Minutes to Happiness and a book and everything else. And he's a psychotherapist. And he says that your thoughts are not your reality. So whatever your thought, your brain is basically, it's like a, not a child, but it's, it, it just plays games with you sometimes. And it just tells you things and makes you do things and wants you to get up to things that you don't really want to do or you don't really believe in or you don't really feel like you need to believe in. Your brain just plays games with you. And what you are thinking does not have to become true. What you are thinking does not have to be the truth of your day, of your life, of your circumstances. You can change your thoughts. Last night, one of my clients sent me a video uh, that Russell Brand was doing. And I know Russell um, rather well. Well, not no, that's, that's a lie. I don't know Russell rather well. Sorry, I'm distracted making a cup of tea. Russell went to the same theatre school as I did, and I heard lots of, or drama school, and I heard lots of stories about him and things, and he's a wonderfully insightful man who's had his struggles, and we're both from the same part of England and stuff, and in this, in this, in this video, he talks about the way you need to disassociate yourself from your thoughts, he struggled with addictions and things like that in the past, and he says, you need to understand that your thought is just a passing thing. It's something that you can remove yourself from. You just watch it float up, go past, and float away. And that's all a thought is. That's all a thought needs to be. It doesn't need to be anything more. It doesn't need to be anything less. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to take action on it. it. doesn't necessarily mean you don't need to take action on it. It just is a thought. So in my Instagram post, I was like, it's like a shopping list. You see, thoughts are like shopping lists. There's some things on a shopping list that you really, really need, like milk and protein and, and um, no carbohydrates. I'm joking. And then there's things that you'd like, but you don't necessarily need that bottle of wine. Now, there's sometimes that maybe the wine, let's call that an unruly thought, is, needs more attention and maybe it's more in demand in your life than maybe the two-litre bottle of water you should purchase. But that's where your thoughts are. So when you have a negative thought about yourself, maybe it's just that bottle of wine that you don't really need. Maybe it's just the Cadbury's cream egg that you could really do without. That's all a negative thought is. We all have them, but what... It's almost like our thoughts in these situations, until we train ourselves, aren't under our control, but what is under our control... Is how we let that thought affect us. And if you allow that thought and you give attention to that negative thought of yourself, then it's going to grow. It's going to grow in stature. It's going to grow in prominence. You're going to keep revisiting it more. And therefore, it's going to get bigger and bigger inside your head until something has to explode. And what explodes is you, is an illness, is a cold, is depression, is whatever it might be, anxiety, OCD, all because you've given too much attention to that negative thought when it first popped into your head. Now, I understand that the principles I'm talking about in this, um, in this podcast are really hard to master, and it's so much easier said than done. 
But maybe if we plant the seed, maybe if the thought that I can leave you with when you listen to this is, I'm going to try and disassociate myself from my thoughts. I'm going to treat them as objective things, not subjective things. I'm going to understand that actually my thoughts aren't me. They're just an aspect. They're just a part of me that exists like my fingers and my toes. Like the pair of jeans that I don't like that are still in my cupboard, but I don't put them on because I never get compliments in them. That's all it is. That's all a bad thought is. It's just that thing that you don't really need. Just so happens you carry it around with you every now and then. Which is a shame. But the less attention you give to it, the much, much, much stronger you will become in your resilience to it. Right. That's it. What day is it today? Tuesday. I have a few days left in the UK. And then I'm off to Australia with Talia. We can't wait. Um, She's been at work today. She's a paramedic. And she's, I think, had a tough one, but I'm not sure. Anyway, excellent. That's the Berrycast for today. And I look forward to seeing you all tomorrow. If you've got any questions, please fire them over to me on Instagram or email them to me on my email, which is adam at thegymstarter.com. Instagram is at the gym starter and i look forward to hearing from you peace love and protein ciao ciao welcome to the berry cast the five minute podcast from myself adam berry also known as the gym starter so uh it's monday it's late on a monday uh, sorry i'm recording this so late it's been one of those days I was too busy submitting accounts and things like that so i was chatting to one of my clients today about what she wanted this podcast to cover And as if you didn't know, I'm off to Australia on Saturday. So she was asking for some advice on what to do whilst I'm away. Sort of maybe go over five points. And I looked at her and I said, honestly, you know what to do. It's dead simple. Nothing ever changes. And she wanted something different to the message that I always put out there. And the reason she wanted something different to the message I always put out there is because people get seduced by the sexiness of doing something different. They get seduced by the fact that really and truly all they need to, you know, they want the latest hit workout or they want the latest shred the fat workout or they need to know the latest food to eat or not to eat or how best to fast and, and everything else. And this particular client, not nothing against her. She's a wonderful person. She worked really hard today, actually. But she wants... she She's worried that I'm going away for five and a half weeks and she thinks that she needs to do more than my five very simple, straightforward rules. And my five very simple, straightforward rules are 10,000 steps a day, three litres of water a day, seven hours sleep a day, calorie deficit, and protein and vegetables at every single meal. If she was to stick to those just for the five and a half weeks I'm away, combined with uh, this particular client will also do more than 10,000 steps a day. She's planning to do some other bits and bobs because she knows her PT's out of town. She will be absolutely fine. She will tick over wonderfully and do very well. Now, she doesn't want to be told 
that being consistent is what is most important. That just showing up every day, ticking off the boxes every single day, putting it together every single day is what you need to do. She thinks that there's some magic secret or some super duper interesting thing that I can come up with for her to get on with. I could write her a workout plan and I can give her lots of other bits and bobs to get on with. But realistically, in many ways, my absence is a nice moment and a nice time for my clients to reflect. Also for my clients to take a break. Now I know some of these clients I might have only been working with for a month. Some of them I've been working with for a year. Well done, Marie. We celebrated a year today. But, you know, just giving them a natural break in their training will be really good for them. Whether they're at the start of their journey or whether they're in the middle of their journey or whether they're at the end of their journey. It doesn't really matter because it will give them a chance to recuperate and also give them a chance to test how good they are at being consistent in nailing these habits. And that is all I ever ask for. You hit those five golden rules every single day, magic will happen, I promise you. The problem with the rules is how do you make sure they happen every single day? And that's really where the bulk of the training comes in. But they have their strategies, they know what they're working on, they know what they're good at, what they're bad at, and they know what they need to improve or not improve. So I'm excited. I'm excited to test out my client's autonomy. I'm excited to see how much they've learned and what they can take into the world on their own. Because let's face it, they're not going to have a personal trainer forever. They're not going to have me forever. And so it's important that I don't just... What's most important is that I don't just let these clients think that I am the answer to their success. I'm not. I'm the gateway to their success. They are their own answer to their success. And the only way they can be the answer to their success is by being very consistent, understanding why I ask for these particular habits every single day and understanding how that affects them on their particular journeys for fat loss, muscle building, whatever it might be. And once they learn to be autonomous, then my job is really and truly done. There's nothing worse than you being the absolute reliant for someone. That's not what I want as a personal trainer. What I want as somebody's personal trainer is for them to be able to shake my hand at the end of it and go, I will carry on succeeding. I was at a client's uh, house this morning and, and she's got a plaque up on her wall. And it, it says, it's a quote from a film, I just can't remember what film. And it's, but what if I fail? And then the reply is, but darling, what if you fly? And I think that's a good note to finish it on. So my point being is I want to shake their hands and I don't want them to walk away thinking they're now going to go away and fail from me. I want them to go away and thinking they're going to soar even higher. All I've done is throw them off the cliff. Now they're going to flap their arms and fly around the world. That's what I want for my clients. That's what this five and a half weeks away is going to test. And I can't wait to see how they all get on. So that's it. I uh, will be back again tomorrow. Have a lovely day. If you've got any questions you need answering on the Berrycast, then please drop me a message on Instagram or on Facebook or on the email. Um, Instagram and Facebook, you can just do at the gym starter and I'll pop up. On email, it's adam at the gym starter.com. 
brilliant. Have a lovely night's sleep and I'll see you all tomorrow. Peace, love and protein. Ciao, ciao.